let's talk a little bit about uh, COVID uh, and animals just for a moment, specifically um, uh, dogs and puppies. Uh, during uh, the height of COVID, I don't know how many times I heard from friends and neighbors uh, that they wanted to get a dog uh, for companionship and everybody was at home. Uh, and the amount of people who were on a wait list, a significant wait list in some case, the demand was so high. And of course, costs for these puppies uh, was going up significantly, doubling in costs in some cases. And this is all anecdotal based on things I just heard in and around uh, family and friends. Well, we're seeing the impact perhaps of COVID um, in regards to these animals. The SBCA says in just the past two months, there have been six individual breeders who have had to surrender their animals or have or have had them seized after not being able to sell them or care for them. Joining us now to talk a little bit about the impact of COVID and specifically um, these dogs and puppies is Eileen Drever. She's a senior protection officer and uh, head of stakeholder relations for the BC SPCA. Eileen, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good to hear your voice, by the way. I should say that. We've had a long history of knowing each other, of course, at the time at, at, at Global uh, and with your Adopt-A-Pet segment. So thank you so much for being on. Uh, first and foremost, um, give me a sense of how um, significant or big this problem has become for the SPCA. Well, it's, it's huge, actually. Um, just two days ago, we had another 16, 16 dogs surrendered, 13 of which were puppies. And that was over uh, on the island. Um, this is going on all over the province. And the market has dropped off. People are returning to work. But the dogs continue to breed. And, you know, it's just indicative of, uh, makes me annoyed, but it's just indicative of people exploiting animals, all, all to make money. And um, they can't care for them properly. They're not providing the basics to them. And we've had to execute a number of warrants to remove animals from really bad situations. Uh, and are these breeders also bringing them to the SPC, SPCA in some cases as well? Yes. Some have recognized that they're in way over their head and they can't provide for them. So they have reached out to us. And I commend those individuals for doing that. Um, but again... You know, I think it's our fault. We were so desperate to get a puppy during COVID or a dog mm-hmm. and paying extortionate fees. Uh, mixed breed dogs were being sold for three, four, even $1,000, which to me was unbelievable. If, if any of your listeners are looking to purchase a puppy, a purebred puppy, check them out first. Make sure they're a member of the Canadian Kennel Club. You want to see the mum, you want to see the dad, you want to see the living conditions. Some of these, forgive me, sketchy people would meet an individual in a parking lot with a bunch of puppies. Well, you, you don't want Really? That. Oh, yes, yes. It's, it's pretty bad. And in my career, I haven't seen it this bad um, for like 40 years. What is the penalty for something like this? Okay, well, they're not regulated by the government. So anybody can just go and purchase a male and a female and breed them and, and make $10,000. Um, anyway, um, the penalty, if, if we were to recommend charges to Crown Council, the maximum penalty would be a $75,000 fine and or two years in prison and or a lifetime prohibition from owning animals. And, of course, that would be our goal is 
they no longer own animals. I, I guess my question is, uh, have, have there been convictions, significant convictions in regards to scaring people who, who are involved in this? Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just racking my brain. I know there, uh, certainly the SBCA does its work. I know it's been in the news in many cases where you've gone in and not just saving dogs, but horses and many other animals. But have there been significant penalties actually handed to people? Absolutely not. No. No. And that's the problem. Um, and it's, it is a problem, and it's very disappointing. You know, these animals, they're sentient beings. Unfortunately, uh, the law does not recognize them as sentient beings, but they, but they are, and, um, and they're just being exploited constantly. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty heartbreaking. And, and if I could possibly ask any of your listeners who are interested in helping the SPCA, we're always looking for volunteers, and that could involve perhaps fostering a newborn litter of puppies for six to eight weeks, and then, and then you can turn them back over to us and we'll place them into their forever homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we really enjoy people who fail at fostering because they end up keeping the animal, <laughs> which, is, which is wonderful. I like that. But then we're always looking for more volunteers. Um, another, another topic I'd like to bring up is the fact that the BCSPCA is not funded by the government. We receive no funding. We rely on, on people like your listeners yep. to donate to enable us to protect animals in British Columbia. Is there, uh, and I'll, we'll get back to the at the end in regards to where they can donate and where they can go for more information in regards to fostering. Are there a particular breed of dogs that people um, really like that are fashionable? I hate to use that term fashionable, but to a certain degree it is. Are there particular breeds that people are looking for in regards to adoption or walking away from when they were, you know, in the middle of COVID, I can understand specific dogs, and now they're walking away from them. Are there specific breeds that people like? Not really, Jazz, not really. Um, it was amazing to see all of these. Well, for example, we had a whole bunch of golden retrievers um, surrendered to us. We had Australian shepherds. Um, the smaller dogs we don't get as often. Having said that, I'm looking at a photograph of a 16-year-old Havanese um, available for adoption over in Vancouver Island, 16 years old, and she's an old-timer. She's not going to last very long, unfortunately, because she's old. But we would love to send her off into her forever home and just live her life out peacefully. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do, we don't have a, a dog at our home, and I didn't grow up with, with, with a dog, but my wife did, and I've always I've wanted one, obviously, uh, in the last little while. And, and my wife reminds me, she goes, you have a very busy life until you can commit to this animal in, in a way, and I believe I can, but at the same time, you can commit the time that's required. And she grew up with uh, with, with uh, dogs, so she knew the work that goes into it. And so I, we've held off just because of a busy life. Uh, and But I think partially, I, I think people also have to remind themselves as to how busy they need to be and the commitment that is required for this animal. Uh, and that's part of the issue too, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong. That's part of the issue too, is you gotta have, you got to know whether you have enough time for these animals. It's like a child, frankly. Um, Cats are a wee bit more independent, but yes, dogs, and it is a lifelong commitment. And you can expect a dog, with any luck, will last until they're 16 or 17 years old. So you need to, uh, if you're going away, you need to make arrangements. If you can't take your dog with you, it is a lifelong commitment. And, you know, um, SPCA employees are very fortunate because we get to bring our, 
our, our friends with us to work. So not every, 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 actually everybody should have that opportunity. Unfortunately, that's never going to happen. But you do have to make arrangements if you do have are living a, a busy life. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we do that here at CKNW as well. I know Jill Bennett sometimes brings uh, her dog in and uh, most well-behaved dog I've ever seen. He'll sometimes be just in the studio nice and quiet, not bothering anybody. So it's uh, absolutely wonderful. Now, before we go, uh, where can people learn about uh, being a foster parent to one of these uh, dogs? And number one and number two, where can they donate as well? Well, if it, just go online to uh, spca.bc.ca and you can donate online. You can look, check out the animals available for adoption and you'll see all the different volunteering opportunities we have. Eileen, thank you so much for your time today. Great to hear your voice. Lovely to speak with you. Thank you so much. All right. That is Eileen Drever. She is a Senior Protection Officer and state, Head of Stakeholder Relations for the BCSPCA. We're talking about the fact that um, some of these breeders looking to make fast money uh, during the pandemic and they decided to breed puppies. Well, you know you know what's going to happen be, because people get busy. And they, after COVID, um, a lot of folks aren't adopting uh, these animals. And as Eileen said, these people do not have any uh, credentials. They're not uh, recognize in any way and more and more a lot of these breeders have had to surrender their animals or have them seized by the BCSBCA as well and as Eileen said if you wish to uh, foster uh, one of these um, puppies and dogs uh, go to spca.bc.ca that sp- that's spca.bc.ca or if you donate to the organization as well they do wonderful work and it's really uh, just sad to hear about these seizures uh, in a post-COVID environment where people are getting back to their lives and not many of them are adopting as they once did. And there's so many breeders that, I guess, came out of the woodwork and uh, were doing what they're doing. And she said some of them actually selling these puppies uh, in parking lots.